Oh dear assembled Vaishnavas, Hare Krishna, welcome back to the daily readings of Srila Prabhupada's books from right here in the live studios in the Haven, which is located in Hive, Kent, Southeast England, just a stone's throw from the English Channel. We're back after quite a few days. I'm making an experiment. Uh, we got uh, upgraded uh, pain relief and it's a little better and let's do it and I have to tell you this is such spiritual relief I can't even express it Srimad Bhagavatam Mahima Stotram from Sri Krishna Lila Stava by Srila Sanatan Goswami glorifies the Srimad Bhagavatam in the most beautiful and succinct way it goes like this Sarva Shastrabdipi Yusha, Sarva Vedaika Satpala, Sarva Siddhanta Ratnaja, Sarva Lokaika Drikprada. <clears throat> o nectar from the ocean of all scriptures, singular fruit of all the Vedas, rich mine of the precious gems of all conclusive truths, you are the only giver of sight to all the worlds. Sarva Bhagavata Prana. Srimad Bhagavata Prabho Kali Dvanduddita Aditya Sri Krishna Parivartita O life heir of all the Supreme Lord's devotees, O Master Srimad Bhagavatam, you are the sun risen in the darkness of Kali. You are the exact image of Sri Krishna. Paramananda Pataya Prema Varshakshadayate Sarvada Sarvasevyaya Sri Krishnaya Namostume. I bow down to you who are supremely blissful to read. Your every syllable pours down a flood of prema. You can always be served by everyone. You are Sri Krishna Himself. Madeka Bando Matsangin Madguro Man Mahadana my only friend, my constant companion, my spiritual master, my great wealth, my savior, my good fortune, my source of ecstasy, I bow down to you. Asadu sadhuta dayin atini chuchitakada O bestower of saintliness to the unsaintly, O exalter of the most fallen, please never leave me. Always appear in my heart and my voice with pure love. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya So we've reached the sixth chapter of the fifth canto of Srimad Bhagavatam. It was quite a few days ago when, when we last read, so we'll try to uh, mm. 
We're listening to the activities of Lord Rishabhadev. And we're starting from text number 10. People who are lowest among men and bewildered by the illusory energy of the Supreme Lord will give up the original Varnasham Dharma and its rules and regulations. They will abandon bathing three times daily and worshipping the Lord. Abandoning cleanliness and neglecting the Supreme Lord, they will accept nonsensical principles not regularly bathing or washing their mouths regularly, they will always remain unclean and they will pluck out their hair. Following a concocted religion, they will flourish. During this age of Kali, people are more inclined to irreligious systems. <clears throat> Consequently, these people will naturally deride Vedic authority the followers of Vedic authority, the Brahmanas, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, and the devotees. PURPORT <clears throat> Presently, the hippies in the Western countries fit this description. They are irresponsible and unregulated. They do not bathe and they deride standard Vedic knowledge. They concoct new lifestyles and religions. There are many hippie groups at the present moment, but they, are, but they all originated from King Arhat, who imitated the activities of Lord Rishabhadev, who was situated on the Paramahansa stage. King Arhat did not care for the fact that all Lord Rishabhadev acted. King Arhat did not care for the fact that although Lord Rishabhadev acted like a madman, his stool and urine were nevertheless aromatic, so much so that they nicely scented the countryside for miles around. The followers of King Arhat went under the name Jains and they were later followed by many others, particularly by the hippies, who are more or less offshoots of Mayavad philosophy because they think themselves the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Such people do not respect the real followers of Vedic principles, the ideal Brahmanas, nor do they have respect for the Supreme Personality of Godhead, the Supreme Brahman. Due to the influence of this age of Kali, they are apt to concoct false religious systems. Text 11 <clears throat> Low-class people, due to their gross ignorance, introduce a system of religion that deviates from the Vedic principles following their own mental concoctions, they automatically fall down into the darkest regions of existence. PURPORT 
In this connection, one may see Bhagavad Gita, chapter 16, where there is, where there is a description of the downfall of the Asuras, 1616 and 1623. Text 12. <clears throat> In this age of Kali, people are overwhelmed by the modes of passion and ignorance. Lord Vishabhadeva incarnated himself to deliver them from the, cl from the clutches of Maya. Purport. The symptoms of Kali Yuga are predicted in the twelfth canto, third chapter of Srimad Bhagavatam. Lavanyam Kesha Dharanam. It is, it is predicted how fallen souls will behave. They will keep their hair long and consider themselves very beautiful. Or they, they will pluck out their hairs, their hair, as the Jains do. They will keep themselves unclean and will not wash their mouths. Jains refer to Lord Rishabhadev as their original preceptor. If such people are serious followers of Rishabhadev, they must also take his instructions. In the fifth chapter of this canto, Rishabhadev gave his 100 sons instructions whereby they could become free from the clutches of Maya. If one actually follows Rishabhadev, he will certainly be delivered from the clutches of Maya and return home, back to Godhead. If one strictly follows the instructions of Rishabhadev, given in the fifth chapter, he will certainly be liberated. Lord Vishabhadev incarnated specifically to deliver these fallen souls. Text 13 <clears throat> Learned scholars chant about the transcendental qualities of Lord Vishabhadev in this way. Oh, this earthly planet contains seven seas and many islands and lands of which Bharatvarsha is considered the most pious. People of Bharatvarsha are accustomed to glorifying the activities of the Supreme Personality of Godhead in His incarnations as Lord Rishabhadev and others. All these activities <clears throat> are very auspicious for the welfare of humanity. Purport Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu said, Bharata Bhumite Hwaila Manushya Janma Jar Janma Sartaka Kari Karapada Upakar C.C. Adi 9.41 As stated in this verse, Bharat Varsha is the, a most pious land. The followers of Vedic literature understand the Supreme Personality of Godhead in His different incarnations and they are privileged to glorify the Lord by following the directions of Vedic literature. After realizing the glories of human life, such people should take up the mission to spread the importance of human life throughout the whole world. This is the mission of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. The word Hari Purnyam indicates that there are certainly many other pious men throughout the world. But the people of Bharatvarsha are even more pious. Therefore, they are fit 
to spread Krishna consciousness throughout the world for the benefit of all human society. Srila Madhvacharya also recognizes the land of Bharatvarsha, Prishishad Bharate Punyam. Throughout the world, there is no question of Bhagavad Bhakti or devotional service, but the people of Bharatvarsha can easily understand the devotional service of the Lord. Thus, every inhabitant of Bharatvarsha can perfect his life by discharging Bhagavad Bhakti and then preaching this cult throughout the world for the benefit of everyone. Text 14 Oh, what shall I say of the dynasty of Priyavrata, which is pure and very much celebrated? In that dynasty, the Supreme Person, the original Personality of Godhead, descended as an incarnation and executed religious principles that could free one from the results of fruitive activities. Purport <clears throat> There are many dynasties in human society wherein the Supreme Lord descends as an incarnation. Lord Krishna appeared in the Yadu dynasty and Lord Ramachandra appeared in the Ikshvaku or Raghu dynasty. Similarly, Lord Vishavadeva appeared in the dynasty of King Priyavrata. All these dynasties are very famous and of them the dynasty of Priyavrata is most famous. Text 15 Who is that mystic yogi who can follow the examples of Lord Vishavadeva even within his mind? Lord Vishabhadeva rejected all kinds of yogic perfection which other yogis hanker to attain. Who is that yogi who can compare to Lord Vishabhadeva? Purport Generally, yogis desire the yogic perfections of anima, lagima, mahima, prakamya, prapti, Ishitva, Vashitva, and Kama Vasaita. Lord Vishabhadeva, however, never aspired for all these material excuse me. Lord Vishabhadeva, however, never aspired for all these material things. Such cities, perfections, are presented by the illusory energy of the Lord. The real purpose of the yoga system is to is, the real purpose of the yoga system is to achieve the favor and shelter of the lotus feet of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. But this purpose is covered by the illusory energy of Yoga Maya. So-called yogis are therefore allured by the superficial, material perfections of anima, lagima, prapti, and so forth. Consequently, ordinary yogis cannot compare to Lord Vishabhadeva, the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Text 16 <clears throat> Shukadeva Goswami continued, Lord Vishabhadeva is the master of all Vedic knowledge 
human beings, demigods, cows, and brahmanas. I have already explained his pure transcendental activities which will vanquish the sinful activities of all living entities. This narration of Lord Rishabhadeva's pastimes is the reservoir of all auspicious things. Whoever attentively hears or speaks of them, following in the footsteps of the Acharyas, will certainly attain unalloyed devotional service at the lotus feet of Lord Vasudeva, the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Purport <clears throat> The teachings of Lord Vishabhadeva are for the people of all ages, all yugas, Satya Yuga, Treta Yuga, Dwapara Yuga, and especially Kali Yuga. These instructions are so powerful that even in this age of Kali, one can attain perfection simply by explaining the instructions, following in the footsteps of the Acharyas, or listening to the instructions with great attention. If one does so, one can attain the platform of pure devotional service to Lord Vasudeva. The pastimes of the Supreme Personality of Godhead and His devotees are recorded in Śrīmad-Bhāgavatam so that those who recite these pastimes and listen to them will become purified. Nityam Bhagavata Sevaya As a matter of principle, devotees should read, speak and hear Śrīmad-Bhāgavatam persistently 24 hours daily if possible. That is the recommendation of Śrī Caitanya Mahāprabhu Kirtaniyak Sada Hadihi. One should either chant the Hare Krishna Mahamantra or read Srimad Bhagavatam and thereby try to understand the characteristics and instructions of the Supreme Lord, who appeared as Lord Vishabhadev, Lord Kapila, and Lord Krishna. In this way, one can become fully aware of the transcendental nature of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. As stated in Bhagavad Gita, one who knows the transcendental nature of the Lord's birth and activities attains liberation from material bondage and returns to Godhead. Text 17 Devotees always bathe themselves in devotional service in order to be relieved from the various tribulations of material existence. By doing this, the devotees enjoy supreme bliss and liberation personified comes to serve them. Nonetheless, they do not accept that service, even if it is offered by the Supreme Personality of Godhead Himself. For the devotees, liberation, mukti, is very unimportant because, having attained the Lord's transcendental loving service, they have attained everything desirable and have transcended all material desires. Purport Devotional service unto the Lord is the highest attainment for anyone desiring liberation from the tribulations of material existence. 
As stated in Bhagavad Gita 6.22 Yam labdva chapadam labam manyate nadikam tataha Gaining this, one thinks there is no greater gain. When one attains the service of the Lord, which is non different from the Lord, one does not desire anything material. <clears throat> Mukti means relief from material existence. Vilva Mangal Thakur says, Mukti Swayam Mukulitan Jali Sevate Sman. For a devotee, Mukti is not a very great achievement. Mukti means being situated in one's constitutional position. The constitutional position of every living being is that of the Lord's servant. Therefore, when a living entity is engaged in the Lord's loving service, he has already attained mukti. Consequently, a devotee does not aspire for mukti, even if it is offered by the Supreme Lord Himself. Text 18 Shukadev Goswami continued, My dear King, the Supreme Person, Mukunda, is actually the maintainer of all the members of the Pandava and Yadu dynasties. He is your spiritual master, worshipable deity, friend, and the director of your activities. To say nothing of this, he sometimes serves your family as a messenger or servant. This means he worked just like just as ordinary servants do. These, the, those engaged in getting the Lord's favor attain liberation from the Lord very easily, but he does not very easily give the opportunity to render direct service unto him. <clears throat> Purport. While instructing Maharaj Parikshit, Shukadev Goswami thought it wise to encourage the king because the king might be thinking of the glorious position of various royal dynasties. Especially glorious is the dynasty of Priyabrata, in which the Supreme Lord Rishabhadev incarnated. Similarly, the family of Uttanapad Maharaj, the father of Maharaj Dhruva is also glorious due to King Prithu's taking birth in it. The dynasty of Maharaj Raghu is glorified because Lord Ramachandra appeared in that family. As far as the Yadu and Kuru dynasties are concerned, they existed simultaneously. But of the two, the Yadu dynasty was more glorious due to the appearance of Lord Krishna. Maharaj Prikshit might have been thinking that the Kuru dynasty was not as fortunate as the others because the Supreme Lord did not appear in that family, neither as Krishna, Lord Ramachandra, Lord Rishabhadev, or Maharaj Prithu. Therefore, Prikshit Maharaj was encouraged by Shukadev Goswami in this particular verse. The Kuru dynasty may be considered more glorious due to the presence of devotees like the five Pandavas who rendered unalloyed devotional service. Although Lord Krishna did not appear in the Kuru dynasty, he was so obligated to the Pandavas' devotional service that he acted as a maintainer of the family 
and spiritual master of the Pandavas. Although he took birth in the Yadu dynasty, Lord Krishna was more affectionate to the Pandavas. By his actions, Lord Krishna proved that he was more inclined to the Kuru dynasty than the Yadu dynasty. Indeed, Lord Krishna indebted to the Pandavas' devotional service sometimes acted as their messenger and he guided them through many dangerous situations. Therefore, Maharaj Pariksit should not have been saddened because Lord Krishna did not appear in his family. The Supreme Personality of Godhead is always inclined toward his pure devotees and by his action it is clear that liberation is not very important for the devotees. Lord Krishna easily gives one liberation, but he does not so easily give one the facility to become a devotee. Muktim didati kadachit smana bhakti yogam. Directly or indirectly, it is proved that bhakti yoga is the basis for the supreme relationship with the Supreme Lord. It is far superior to liberation. For a pure devotee of the Lord, mukti is automatically attained. Text 19 The Supreme Personality of Godhead, Lord Rishabhadev, was fully aware of his true identity. Therefore, he was self-sufficient and he did not desire external gratification. There was no need for him to aspire for success since he was complete in himself. Those who unnecessarily engage in bodily conceptions and create an atmosphere of materialism are always ignorant of their real self-interest. Out of his causeless mercy, Lord Rishabhadev taught the self's real identity and the goal of life. We therefore offer our respectful obeisances unto the Lord who appeared as Lord Rishabhadev. Purport This is the summary of this chapter in which the activities of Lord Rishabhadev are described. Being the Supreme Personality of Godhead Himself, Lord Rishabhadev is complete in Himself. We living entities as parts and parcels of the Supreme Lord should follow the instructions of Lord Rishabhadev and become self-sufficient. We should not create unnecessary demands due to the bodily conception. When one is self-realized, he is fully satisfied due to being situated in his original spiritual position. As confirmed in Bhagavad Gita 18.54, Brahmabhutak prasanatma nashochati nakankshati This is the goal of all living entities. Even though one may be situated within this material world, he can become fully satisfied and devoid of hankering and lamentation simply by following the instructions of the Lord as set forth in Bhagavad Gita or Srimad Bhagavatam. Satisfaction through self-realization is called Sarupananda. The conditioned soul eternally sleeping in darkness, does not understand his self-interest. 
He simply tries to become happy by making material adjustments. But this is impossible. It is therefore said in Srimad Bhagavatam, Ne Nate Vidu Swartakatim Vishnum. Due to gross ignorance, the conditioned soul does not know that his real self interest is to take shelter at the lotus feet of Lord Vishnu. To try to become happy by adjusting the material atmosphere is a useless endeavor. Indeed, it is impossible. By his personal behavior and instructions, Lord Vishabhadeva enlightened the conditioned soul and showed him how to become self-sufficient in his spiritual identity. Thus end the Bhaktivedanta purports of the fifth canto, sixth chapter of Srimad Bhagavatam, entitled The Activities of Lord Rishabhadeva. All glories to Lord Rishabhadeva, the perfect example of how to be a devotee and go back to Godhead. Hare Krishna. Moving on to chapter 7, The Activities of King Bharat. So he is the eldest son of Rishabhadev. In this chapter, the activities of King Bharat Maharaj, the emperor of the whole world, are described. Bharat Maharaj performed various ritualistic ceremonies, Vedic yagyas, and satisfied the Supreme Lord by his different modes of worship. In due course of time, he left home and resided in Hardwar and passed his days in devotional activities. Being ordered by his father, Lord Vishabhadev, Bharat Maharaj married Panchajani, the daughter of Vishwarupa. After this, he ruled the whole world peacefully. Formerly, this planet was known as Ajanaba, and after the reign of Bharat Maharaj, it became known as Bharat Varsha. Bharat Maharaj begot five sons in the womb of Panchajani, and he named the sons Sumati, Rashtrabrit, Sudarshan, Avarana, and Dumraketu. Bharat Maharaj was very rigid in executing religious principles and following in the footsteps of his father. He therefore ruled the citizens very successfully. Because he performed various yagyas to satisfy the Supreme Lord, he was personally very satisfied. Being of undisturbed mind, he increased his devotional activities unto Lord Vasudeva. Bharat Maharaj was competent in understanding the principles of saintly persons like Narada and he followed in the footsteps of the sages. He also kept Lord Vasudeva constantly within his heart. After, fin after finishing his kingly duties, he divided his kingdom among his five sons. He then left home and went to the place of Pulaha, known as Pulaha, Pulaha Ashram. There he ate forest vegetables and fruits and worshipped Lord Vasudeva with everything available. Thus he increased 
his devotion toward Vasudeva, and he automatically began to realize further his transcendental, blissful life. Due to his highly advanced spiritual position, there were sometimes visible in his body the ashta-sattvika transformations, such as ecstatic crying and bodily trembling, which are symptoms of love of Godhead. It is understood that Maharaj Bharat worshipped the Supreme Lord with the mantras mentioned in the Rig Veda, generally known as Gayatri Mantra, which aim at the Supreme Narayana, situated within the sun. Text 1 Shukadeva Goswami continued speaking to Maharaj Parikshit. My dear King, Bharat Maharaj was a topmost devotee. Following the orders of his father, <clears throat> who had already decided to install him on the throne, he began to rule the earth accordingly. When Bharat Maharaj ruled the entire globe, he followed the orders of his father and married Panchajani, the daughter of Vishwarupa. Text 2 Just as the false ego creates the subtle sense objects, Maharaj Bharat created five sons in the womb of Panchajani, his wife. These sons were named Sumati, Rashtrabrit, Sudarshana, Avarana, and Dumraketu. Text 3 Formerly this planet was known as Ajanaba Varsh. But since Maharaj Bharat, but since Maharaj Bharat re reign, it has become known as Bharat Varsha. Purport. This planet was formerly known as Ajanaba because of the reign of King Nabi. After Bharat Maharaj ruled the planet, it became celebrated as Bharat Varsha. <coughs> Text 4. <clears throat> Maharaj Bharat was a very learned and experienced king on this earth he perfectly ruled the citizens being himself engaged in his own respective duties Maharaj Bharat was as affectionate to the citizens as his father and grandfather had been keeping them engaged in their occupational duties, he ruled the earth. Purport It is most important that the chief executive rule the citizens by keeping them fully engaged in their respective occupational duties. Some of the citizens were brahmanas, some were chatriyas, and some were vaishas and shudras. It is the duty of the government to see that the citizens act according to these material divisions for their spiritual advancement. No one should remain unemployed or unoccupied in any way. One must work as a Brahmana, Chatriya, Vaisha or Shudra on the material path and on the spiritual path everyone should act as a Brahmachari, Grihastha, Vanaprastha or Sannyasi. 
Although formerly the government was a monarchy, all the kings were very affectionate toward the citizens, and they strictly kept them engaged in their respective duties. Therefore, society was very smoothly conducted. Text 5 With great faith, King Bharat performed various kinds of sacrifice. He performed the sacrifices known as Agnihotra, Darsha, Purnamasa, Chaturmasya, Pashuryagya, wherein a horse is sacrificed, and Somayagya, wherein a kind of beverage is offered. Sometimes these sacrifices were performed completely and sometimes partially. In any case, in all these sacrifices, the regulations of Chaturhotra were strictly followed. In this way, Bharat Maharaj worshipped the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Purport Animals like horses and cows were offered in sacrifice to test the proper execution of the sacrifice. Otherwise, there was no purpose in killing the animal. Actually, the animal was offered in the sacrificial fire to get a rejuvenated life. Generally, an old animal was sacrificed in the fire and it would come out again in a youthful body. Some of the rituals, however, did not require animal sacrifice. In the present age, animal sacrifices are forbidden. Forbidden. As stated by Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, Ashramedam Gavalam Vam Sanyasam Palapaitrikam Devarena Sutotpatim Kalau Pancha Vivarjayat In this age of Kali, five acts are forbidden. The offering of a horse in sacrifice, the offering of a cow in sacrifice, the acceptance of the order of sannyas, the offering of oblations of flesh to the forefathers, and a man's begetting children in his brother's wife. C.C. Adi, 17.164 Such sacrifices are impossible in this age due to the scarcity of expert brahmanas or ritvija who are able to take the responsibility. In the absence of these, the Sankirtan Yajna is recommended. Yajnaya Sankirtana Prayaya Yajanti Hi Sumedasaha Bhagavatam 11.5.32 After all, sacrifices are executed to please the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Yajnartha Karma Such activities should be carried out for the Supreme, Supreme Lord's pleasure. In this age of Kali, the Supreme Lord in His incarnation of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu should be worshipped with His associates by performance of Sankirtan Yajna, the congregational chanting of the Hare Krishna mantra. This process is accepted by intelligent men. Yajnaya Sankirtana Prayaya Yajanti Hi Sumedasaha The word Sumedasaha refers to intelligent men who possess very good brain substance. Text 6 
After performing the preliminaries of various sacrifices, Maharaj Bharat offered the results in the name of religion to the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Vasudeva. In other words, he performed all the yajyas for the satisfaction of Lord Vasudeva, Krishna. Maharaj Bharat thought that since the demigods were different parts of Vasudeva's body, he controls those who are explained in the Vedic mantras. By thinking in this way, Bharat, Maharaj Bharat was freed from all material contamination such as attachment, lust and greed. When the priests were about to offer the sacrificial ingredients into the fire, Maharaj Bharat expertly understood how the offering made to different demigods was simply an offering to the different limbs of the Lord. For instance, Indra is the arm of the Supreme Personality of Godhead and Surya, the sun, is his eye. Thus Maharaj Bharat considered that the oblations offered to different demigods were actually offered unto the different limbs of Lord Vasudeva. Purport The Supreme Personality of Godhead says that as long as one does not develop the pure devotional service of Shravanam Kirtanam, hearing and chanting, one must carry out his prescribed duties. Since Bharat Maharaj was a great devotee, one may ask why he performed so many sacrifices that are actually meant for karmis. The fact is that he was simply following the orders of Vasudeva. As Krishna says in Bhagavad Gita, Sarvadharman Parichaja, Mami Kam Sharanam Braja, Abandon all varieties of religion and just surrender unto me. Bhagavad Gita 18.66 Whatever we do, we should constantly remember Vasudeva. People, people are generally addicted to offering obeisances to various demigods. But, Mar, but Bharat Maharaj simply wanted to please Lord Vasudeva. As stated in Bhagavad Gita, Bhaktaram Yajna Tapasam Sarvaloka Maheshwaram Bhagavad Gita 5.29 A yajna may be carried out to satisfy a particular demigod, but when the yajna is offered to the yajna purusha, Narayana, the demigods are satisfied. The purpose of performing different yajnas is to satisfy the Supreme Lord. One may perform them in the name of different demigods or directly. If we directly offer oblations to the Supreme Personality of Godhead, the demigods are automatically satisfied. If we water the root of a tree, the branches, twigs, fruits and flowers are automatically satisfied. When one offers sacrifices to different demigods, one should remember that the demigods are simply parts of the body of the Supreme. If we worship the hand of a person, we intend to satisfy the person himself. If we massage a person's legs, we do not really serve the legs, but the person who possesses the legs. All the demigods are different parts of the Lord, and if we offer service to them, 
we actually serve the Lord Himself. Demigod worship is mentioned in Brahma Sangita, but actually the, the shlokas advocate worship of the, of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Govinda. For instance, worship of the goddess Durga is mentioned in this way in Brahma Sangita. Shristi tistiti pralaya sadhana shaktire ka chayeva yasya bhuvanani bibarti Durga. Ichchanu rupam apiyasya chateshtase sa chastate sa govindam adipurusham tamaham bhajami. How much longer is this, bro? Almost two pages. Oh, holy. Following the orders of Sri Krishna, the goddess Durga creates, maintains, and annihilates. Sri Krishna also confirms this statement in Bhagavad Gita. Maya Dyakshena Prakriti Suyate Sachadachadam This material nature is working under my direction, O Sanakunti, and it is producing all moving and non-moving beings. Bhagavad Gita 9.10 We should worship the demigods in that spirit <clears throat> because the goddess Durga satisfies Krishna, we should therefore offer respects to Goddess Durga. Because Lord Shiva is nothing but Krishna's functional body, we should therefore offer respects to Lord Shiva. Similarly, we should offer respects to Brahma, Agni and Surya. There are many offerings to different demigods and one should always remember that these offerings are usually meant to satisfy the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Vart Maharaj did not aspire to receive some benediction from demigods. His aim was to please the Supreme Lord. In the Mahabharata, among the thousand names of Vishnu, it is said, Yagya Bhug, Yagya Krit, Yagya, the enjoyer of Yagya, the performer of Yagya, and Yagya itself are the Supreme Lord. The Supreme Lord is the performer of everything, but out of ignorance, the living entity thinks that he is the actor. As long as we think we are the actors, we, we bring about karma bandha, bondage to activity. <clears throat> if we act for yajna, for Krishna, there is no karma bandha. Yajnartat kamanonyatra lokoyam karma bandhana. Work done as a sacrifice for Vishnu has to be performed. Otherwise, work binds one to this material world. Bhagavad Gita 3.9 Following the instructions of Bharat Maharaj, we should act not for our personal satisfaction, but for the satisfaction of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. In Bhagavad Gita 17.28, it is also stated, Ashadaya hutam datam tapastaptam kritam chayat asad it yuchite parta nachatat pretanohiha. Sacrifices, austerities, and charities performed without faith in the Supreme Personality of Godhead are non permanent. Regardless of whatever rituals are performed, 
they are called asat, non-permanent. They are, they are therefore useless, both in this life and the next. Kings like Maharaj, Amarish, and many other Rajarshis, who were pure devotees of the Lord, simply passed their time in the service of the Supreme Lord. <clears throat> when a pure devotee executes some service through the agency of another person, he should not be criticized, for his activities are meant for the satisfaction of the Supreme Lord. A devotee may have a priest perform some karmakanda, and the priest may not be a pure Vaishnava, but because the devotee wants to please the Supreme Lord, he should not be criticized. The word apurva is very significant. The resultant actions of karma are called apurva. When we act piously or impiously, immediate results do not ensue. We therefore wait for the results, which are called apurva. The results are manifest simply the results are manifest in the future. Even the smartas accept this apurva. Pure devotees simply act for the pleasure of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Therefore, the results of their activities are spiritual <clears throat> or permanent. They are not like those of the karmis, which are non-permanent. This is confirmed in Bhagavad Gita 4.23 gatasangasya muktasya jnana vastita cetasaha jagyaya jagyaya charata karma samagram prabhiliyate The work of a man who was unattached to the modes of material nature and who was fully situated in transcendental knowledge merges entirely into transcendence. A devotee is always free from material contamination. He is fully situated in knowledge and therefore his sacrifices are intended for the satisfaction of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai. What a wonderful purport. Alright, that brings us to 7.54, a little, late, little later than we usually stop lately. But we will stop here, our reading tonight. And hopefully tomorrow night we will begin with text 7. Hare Krishna. And I hope someone will be there to reflect. We're waiting for those reflections. Hare Krishna. First is Paramananda Prabhu. Paramananda Prabhu, Hare Krishna to you. It says, Hare Krishna Maharaj, please accept my humble obeisances. All glories to Srila Prabhupada. Jai Srila Prabhupada. Nice to see you again. Thanks, it's nice to be here. You can't imagine actually how nice it is to be here, sitting here doing this. Now from Gopakanya Devi Dasi. Yes, Gopakanya Devi Dasi. Hare Krishna, dear Maharaj. Thank you. Please accept my humble obeisances at your lotus feet. Jai Srila Prabhupada and Srimad Bhagavatam. Jai Srimad Bhagavatam ki jai. His divine grace, Srila Prabhupada ki jai. Rati Manjuri.
Yes, Rati. She says, Jai Guru Maharaj. Hare Krishna. Rasanandini Dasi. Yes, Rasanandini. Hare Krishna Maharaj. All glories to the reading of Srila Prabhupada's books. Yes. May we do it perpetually, forever. Thank you. Now, Rohini Nandana Das. Yes, Rohini Nandana. Hare Krishna Maharaj, so nice to have you back. Oh, Hare Krishna, it's nice to be back. Can I ask about the principle that one must perform material duties until one gains a taste for hearing and chanting? How can we know if we have, if we have sufficient taste to renounce a particular aspect of Vedic duties? If you're not certain, don't renounce them. You will know. And if, until you do, don't renounce the duties. It's as simple as that. Just do your duties for the satisfaction of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. And for, and for your spiritual master and for the Vaishnava devotees of the Lord. Because the Lord is even more pleased when you serve His devotees. But this is a hypothetical question. You know, how will I know when I'm when I can drop off one regulation or another? If you're wondering, then you shouldn't drop any off. Hare Krishna. He said that I'm gradually transitioning into the Grihasta ashram and now trying to understand how to position myself on the scale of renunciation in regards to certain aspects. Your servant. Well, Srila Prabhupada gave us a very clear and simple uh, way of life. You know, and if you, if you stick to the principles that he gave us and hear and chant together with your wife and attend the spiritual uh, programs uh, and try to, to spread Krishna consciousness to the best of your ability from wherever you are, whatever facilities that have been given to you, then you're safe, you're protected. Huh? Your, your, your duty should be to always pray to the Supreme Lord for pure devotional service. Please make me a pure devotee. Please accept me. Don't kick me away. And even if you're still not pure, uh, Krishna will forgive you very easily and He will uh, take you back to Godhead. And after that, everything else is just theoretical. The purpose of the Varnashram system and the rules and regulations is to create an atmosphere which is peaceful. And I think I'm being honest and I think it's true that when you're serving uh, out on the streets or doing whatever you do to your books or go out and shopping and get the need necessities for the, for the deity worship or whatever, and you come back into the temple, you taste the difference immediately of the atmosphere. So these activities of preaching and spreading Krishna consciousness engage all of the senses and all of the sense objects and everything in the world. They're meant to be utilized in spreading Krishna consciousness. So if you just do that, you won't have to be mental about what to reject and what to accept, what to do, what not to do. You will be liberated just by being in that position 
of always trying your best to, to serve Krishna and please his devotees. Hare Krishna. Now from Nikki Drans. Yes, Bhakti Nikki. Hare Krishna Maharaj, please accept my humble obeisances. I just managed to catch the tail end of the reading, but it was enough for me to feel a difference. Thank you so much for facilitating this blissful service. I can't glorify your example enough or thank you enough. Well, Hare Krishna, thank you so much for your kind words and it's very encouraging. And I'm, I'm, I'm feeling so, well, I don't know if bad is the right word, but I'm feeling awkward for having ha been forced to be so unregulated or unregular over the last couple of months. And uh, I just want you all to know that I'm trying my best to get myself into shape so that I can continue to do this nightly, every night, or as much as possible every night. Hare Krishna. From Rati again? Yes, Rati. Dear Guru Maharaj, what a lovely surprise to see you online again. <laughs> Please accept my humble obeisances. All glories to Srila Prabhupada. Okay, Rati, I'm trying to do my best. Hare Krishna. <laughs> this is from Bhakti Maxine. Yes, Bhakti Maxine. Hare Krishna, dearest Maharaj. Please accept my humble obeisances. All glories to Srila Prabhupada. Thank you for being here tonight. It's good to hear your voice in putting out the spiritual vibes. Haribo. Haribo. Thank you. May I always put out spiritual vibes. Thank you very much for that blessing. Hare Krishna. This one's from Gemma Rudder. Yes, Bhakti Gemma. Oh, you surprised me then, Maharaj. Just cut the end, so I will replay. Just saying it's very nice to see you back with us. Thanks Jai. very much. Thanks very much, Bhakti Gemma. Jai Srila Prabhupada. Hare Jai Srila Prabhupada. Subarao Raja Gopalan. Yes, Subarao. Hare Krishna Maharaj, please accept my humble obeisances and all glories to Srila Prabhupada. Nice to get back your association, Maharaj, through the daily readings. Hare Krishna. Prayers to Sri Prahlad Narsingha Dev for your continuous daily reading service. Thank, Thank you, you so much. I need all all the help I can get. Thank you. Rohini Nandanadas said, Thank you so much. Amazing answer. Thank you. Amazing question. <laughs> This is from Vilas Manjari. Oh, Vilas Manjari. Hare Krishna. Dear Maharaj, please accept my humble obeisances. I'm so happy to see you back and hope you are feeling better. I'd like to ask about Gayatri Mantra. It's mentioned that Bharat Maharaj attained perfection through Gayatri Mantra by meditating on Lord Narayana in the sun. I have to confess, although I have been chanting Gayatri for many years, I still don't understand the first line so well and what our meditation should be when chanting it. Vilas uh, Manjari, I will send you something. I don't have time tonight to explain this, to do it justice. It's a great question. Uh, but I, I will send you uh, a PDF file of a book, one volume of Shiva Ram Maharaj's uh, Navabraja Mahima, in which he describes the Gayatri Mantras uh, in depth. Hare Krishna. Hmm. Interestingly enough, just just yesterday, I'm listening to the CC audiobook. You know, as I've been a little 
incapacitated lately, but I've been hearing a lot more from the Chaitanya Charitamrita audiobook, and it's really nectar. And I just read the statement by Srila Prabhupada that the Savita in the Gayatri Mantra is Lord Chaitanya. Ambur Bhuvaswata Savitur. The Savitur is Lord Chaitanya. It's not the Sun. But it is the Sun in the sense that Surya Narayan is the Sun. And Surya Narayan is, a, is an incarnation of Krishna. So there's no difference between the incarnation of Krishna and Krishna. So when we chant the Gayatri Mantra, we're not chanting uh, to worship a demigod. Although we respect the demigod, as we heard in the teachings of Lord Rishabhadev just now, just tonight. It's not that we disrespect the demigods, just like we don't worship the demigods as the source, or we don't worship them disconnected from Krishna, because they are the servants of Krishna. Therefore, our our worship or our chanting of the Gayatri Mantra comes to the conclusion that Radha and Krishna are the source of everything and that's who we're worshipping. And again, I'll send you that a PDF file which explains it. Hare Krishna. Goranga Gopal. Hey Goranga Gopal, Haribo. He says something similar. He says, Hare Krishna Maharaj, please accept my humble obeisances, all glories to Srila Prabhupada. In the summary to the seventh chapter, we hear a brief description of Bharat Maharaj. Bharat worshipping the Lord with mantras and especially through the Gayatri mantra, which aim at the Supreme Narayan situated within the sun. I suppose this one refers to the Brahma Gayatri. I personally struggle to know how to meditate on these mantras and especially while chanting the Brahma Gayatri whose meaning is quite unusual, as it involves meditation on Surya Narayana. I just wondered if you could shine some light on this, unless this is not the right form to do so. Well, it would take a long time, and I don't have the time, but I will send you a PDF file uh, that explains it in depth. But one thing is that you should understand that when Krishna plays his flute, and that sound of the flute goes into Brahma's ear. Uh, that that the sound is transformed into the Hare Krishna Maha Mantra. So the the Omkara is contained within the Hare Krishna Maha Mantra. So the details of the different mantras that are contained within our series of Gayatri Mantras are uh, explained in, in this way, in context, to bring us closer to Krishna, to bring, bring us closer to the personality of Godhead uh, and attachment to Him. And we do that through the Gayatri, Brahma Gayatri Mantra, the uh, seed mantras, mula mantras of the Guru and Lord Chaitanya and the Kama Gayatri mantras. So, like I said, it's a very deep subject and I can't go into in depth, but I will also send you, if you don't have, 
already uh, the seventh volume of um, Navabraja Mahima in which Shivaram Maharaj explains in depth the various levels of uh, meditation on this mantra because the, man- the, the, the mantra is seen differently as we advance in devotional service. Hare Krishna. Or rather, to say it in more clearly, we see more as we advance in those mantras. But ultimately, they're meant to purify our minds, especially so that we can chant the Hare Krishna mantra without offense. Hare Krishna. From Rati. Yes, Rati. An Indian couple I visited yesterday were asking me about how to deal with demigod worship, which they were taught to engage in since childhood. The lady said that she knows that Krishna is the Supreme Personality of Godhead, but she does not know how to continue dealing with the Deva and all the Hindu festivals and pujas which they are supposed to execute. I told her to offer all her food to Krishna and then offer the prasadam to the to the deity to the demigod. Is that good advice? Yes, that's good advice. I mean, sometimes if the family is very complicated, which often it is in the Indian families, they're very uh, culturally complicated, uh, and a lot of tradition has gone into it, a lot of generations of the development of the altar and 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 all those things. Uh, Prabhupada would recommend that not that you throw them away, because we don't want to throw the, the demigods away. They're parts of Krishna and they're important parts of Krishna because they help you know, provide the, uh, the resources to live in this material world uh, so the point is that Rupa Goswami we're followers of Rupa Goswami we can get all the basics of how to have our mentality proper by reading carefully the nectar of devotion or the Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu and in that book, Rupa Goswami mentions ten items that that are to to be done, and ten items that are to be avoided in order to become eligible to enter into the house of bhakti. And one of them is, don't disrespect the demigods. So we respect the demigods. When Lord Chaitanya, if you read Chaitanya Charitamrita carefully, when he traveled around to South India and other places. Uh, he would always uh, offer his obeisances to the deities, to the, the demigods. But he was worshipping worship them as devotees of, of Krishna, not as Krishna. So that's the key. He respect them as devotees of Krishna, but not as God themselves. And then you're protected. But in the family, if there's a whole bunch of people who are attached to you know, the demigods, then you may keep them there, but in your heart you should worship them as great devotees of Krishna, not as Krishna. And then normally that satisfies everybody. Hare Krishna. This is from Koladvipapati Das. Mm. Koladvipapati, Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna Maharaj, please accept my humble obeisances. All glories to Srila Prabhupada. So nice. 617. 
Devotees always bathe themselves in devotional service in order to be relieved from the various tribulations of material existence. By doing this, the devotees enjoy supreme bliss and liberation personified comes to serve them. Nonetheless, they do not accept that service, even if it is offered by the Supreme Personality of Godhead Himself. For the devotees, liberation, mukti, is very unimportant, because having attained the Lord's transcendental loving service, they have attained everything desirable and have transcended all material desires. Thank you for bathing us this evening with transcendental sound, Maharaj. Thank you. And that's a very, very good point that you just brought out in the purports. Thank you. From Gemma Rutter again? Yes, Gemma. You need to look your body, Maharaj. Look after your body, Maharaj. We all understand that's your chariot to get you back up home to Godhead safely. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Thank you very much. And I believe me, you can ask Gohari, who here, is here taking care of me. I'm doing just that. I'm doing my best. I will continue to do my best. Thank you, though. Vilas Manjari says, Thank you, Maharaj. I look forward to reading more about it. Yes, thank you. And Kuladweepa Patidas again? Yes. Also another gem from the purport to the previous verse. As a matter of principle, devotees should, should read, speak, and hear Srimad Bhagavatam persistently, 24 hours a day if possible. Yes. So this persistently means uh, every day without fail, no matter what condition you're in. And then Rati again? Yes, Rati. I also read to her the purport of Bhagavad Gita 141, in which Srila Prabhupada explains that verse which says that a devotee no longer has debts to the Deva, Rishis, forefathers, etc. She then wondered if the Deva are considering her to be a devotee, so she still wasn't sure if she could give up the pujas. I would appreciate your comments. You know, Krishna is all-knowing. Krishna knows everything. He knows your intention and therefore he'll accept your devotional service even if externally you appear to the relatives to be doing something else. Krishna knows uh, your heart. So worship Krishna and give respect to the demigods uh, as devotees of Krishna as important devotees of Krishna. And we already know from the Bhagavatam how many times Indra and Brahma and other demigods do things that are, you know, not in the best interest, you know, of, of everyone. But Krishna always forgives them because the difference between the demigods and the demons is even when the demigods make a mistake, they always go to Krishna or an incarnation of Krishna in order to beg forgiveness. That's the difference. And at the end of the day, they're always go, they always go to Vishnu or to Krishna. Hare Krishna. Thank you very much for your lovely uh, reflections and your caring, your t tender, loving care. I, want, I just want you to know I'm doing my best. I had a, an appointment with my GP and the results of the second CT scan that I had uh, came 
and there's complications. That's all I can say because I don't understand it all myself yet. But I have a, ref a referral to a specialist and I'm on the train, on the trail, on the trail to get better. One more. Rasanandini Dasi. Rasanandini, Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna Maharaj, Gorahari and assembled devotees. Here's a gem from tonight's reading that attracted my eye. As long as we think we are the actors, we bring about karma bandha, bondage yes. to activity. Yes. If we act for yagya, for Krishna, there is no karma bandha. Yes. Krishna is the kindest personality, and Lord Chaitanya and his servants remove all the obstacles we may find in engaging in his blissful service. Thank you so much. I want you to broadcast that all over the world. <laughs> Hare Krishna, thank you. It's beautiful. Srimad Bhagavatam ki jai. Samabeda Bhaktivinda ki jai. Gaur Premanandi Hari Hari Bo. So I'm saying that I'll see you tomorrow night, but I don't, I'm not sure if I will. I have my medicine adjusted and it looks like it's going to work, but I can't promise, but I can promise that I will do my best to be with you as much as possible. See you tomorrow night. Hare Krishna. Hare Bo.